Hello, Rebecca. Yes, hi. Hello, Rebecca. It's Jed in London. Hi, Jed. How are you? Thank you so much for calling me. That's okay. And uh, being so patient. <laughs> that, that's I fine. Don't, I don't have the best Wi-Fi here, so okay. sorry about that. That's all right. Hope, hopefully it will work. I'm really good, thank you. I, I just spoke to uh, Christabel. Oh, good. She was nice. I told her you said ciao, Bella, and she says it back to you. She's such a... Oh, she's so beautiful. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Well, I'll just tell you. Well, it's, it's a big old love fest. It really is. Life. Yeah. It really is. It really is. <laughs> yeah. She, I consider her, you know, my, my baby sister. Oh, oh that's great. <laughs> it's so sweet. She says she's really she's looking lovely. forward to seeing you um, in London. Yeah. We, we did Australia together. So it oh. was, that was amazing. That was so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Well, this is a podcast which is uh, basically about TV and film, um, where I just chat to uh, people who are in TV and film. But it's it's quite an, an uh, kind of open thing. It doesn't necessarily have to stick to TV and film. Uh, I love to talk about music, obviously. Um, and yeah, we'll mainly concentrate on Twin Peaks because uh, there is a Twin Peaks UK festival coming up, UK convention, which you're going to be at. There sure is on the 29th and mm-hmm. 30th. Yeah, yeah it's going to be great mm-hmm. ha- have you done many of them before i have done um i did do the twin peaks fest that one that's in snoqualmie washington oh okay um i did that i believe in 2000 i want to say three wow. or two okay and it was fantastic john neff and i did it together oh, and um, i sang i sang uh, a few songs my whole set <laughs> and John played with me, and uh, of course we did No Stars, and uh-huh. yeah, it was really fantastic. Amazing, yeah, lo- uh, I love it. But I've not done the UK Fest. That, oh, that's okay. new for me. I'm really gonna, excited about. Yeah, it's it's going to be great. Um, so I guess let, let's start with uh, your kind of introduction to, to David Lynch. How did you meet the man, the incredible man who I, I when I spoke to uh, Christabel just now, we kind of described him as a wizard um, who's magical and who no one can quite yes. understand, but is just pure magic. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a very good description. I always, I always, I always say the director of Strange, you know, he just does, he does, yes, yes, and he you know, he allows you to, uh, he puts out, a, paints a picture, and then he allows you to discover what it is, you yeah. know? And uh, that's basically, um, that's that's my description of him. He's fantastic. And mm-hmm. I uh, had a fortunate, um, I've been fortunate to have an agent at CAA for quite a few years. Um, I had a record deal at Nashville, and uh, that was in the late 90s, and I... Um, I was coming back to Los Angeles to do a, a uh, the cover, uh, the photo shoot, the cover for my new record. Mm-hmm. And my agent asked me, uh, whilst I was in, um, in Los Angeles, would I be interested in meeting David Lynch? And, you know, being a, a fan of his work, I, I immediately said, are you talking about Blue Velvet David Lynch? Because that's <laughs> my favorite film. Yes. Blue Velvet David Lynch. And, and, you know, and I tell the story all the time, but it's true. It really is true. And he said, uh, 
Yes. And I said, are you, do you mean, do you mean Twin Peaks, David Lynch? <laughs> you know, and I just started wild at heart. It's like, yes, yes, Rebecca, that's who I mean. <laughs> oh, wow. And it turns out that uh, Brian Laux, um, who continues to be my agent, and uh, he uh, was uh, representing David at the time. Oh. And, mm-hmm, and so, uh, he just asked me to come to David's house and meet him and told me that he has a studio there and a theater. And would I, would I just come and sing my song, which was this Spanish language version of Roy Oberson's crying. Mm-hmm. I had already been singing that. I, I, my, a friend of mine and I worked on it and she helped me translate it uh, long before I met David. So this is how I got my uh, management deal, record deal, deal with CAA, deal with publicists, everything from that song, including the introduction to David Lynch. Wow. So uh, I met David at uh, I, I met I met Brian at David's house, and and Brian just said, "Okay, you know, this is my client, and um, she's just going to sing a little song for you, real quick. Rebecca, sing." <laughs> So I just stood up. Yeah, I just said, okay, okay. I stood up and I just started singing a cappella, of course, you know, because that's the way I always sang it. And and David, uh, like about halfway through, um, he just said, oh, wait, can you stop? And, of course, my heart stopped (laughs) because no one had ever done that before, you know. But I thought, oh, my gosh, does he not like it? And he said, listen, um, John, John and I just had this fantastic new uh, telefunken mic, in the, and we just fired it up. There's only like three of them on the planet. Uh, can you try it out? for Can you just see how this sounds? Can you do that one more time? And then go ahead and sing it through. <laughs> so, sure, sure. You know, I was just so excited to be there. And so I did. I sang the entire song. And let me tell you, that telefunken mic was amazing. <laughs> and, oh, my gosh. And then John Neff, of course, he's an incredible engineer uh, and sound sound man. So um, I finished it. And the, the, then I heard David say, well, dang, dang, Rebecca Del Rio, that was aces. <laughs> and, I, oh. and I thought, did I just step into the world of the David Lynch? Like, I really felt that that was part of a movie you know with the red curtains behind you at the time of course oh <laughs> wow yes no there was i mean we oh were in this theater that it, it uh it, it doubles as a, a studio recording studio and then it also is i i'm pretty sure that's the same space that he has a an actual um uh film theater, you know, uh-huh, yeah. a, a little private, private room uh, where, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty awesome place. So, and, and then literally we had some coffee. I think we had a uh, American spirit cigarette and, <laughs> and, and I was on my way. I was there maybe a total of 15 minutes, 20 minutes. That's it. And, <laughs> And I just was in awe of the whole ordeal. And then I had to rush into my own production, my you know record, and the, the you know all that. So, uh, and then I think months later, I was back in Nashville getting ready for my uh, radio tour and all that. Mm-hmm. And I heard back from my agent, and he just said, "Listen, Rebecca, David is just obsessed with your song. He can't stop listening to it." And I said. Well, what song did you give him my my country record? You know, because it was done. <laughs> yeah. And he said, no, no, the song you sang in his studio, you know, Lorando, because he couldn't pronounce it. Yeah. Lorando. I said, wait a minute, he what? Yeah, he recorded that. 
So what you hear on um, on Mall and Drive is my yeah. literally my my audition. You, you kid me? You, you didn't you didn't record no. it again? Wow. I had no idea. No, I had no idea he recorded it to begin with. So I was shocked. I said, "What? He recorded that?" <laughs> yes, and he is so obsessed that he's doing this TV series. It's sort of like Twin Peaks, and 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 he wrote a specific part just for your song, and he wants you to come in and 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 film it. Can you do that? And I said, of course I can do that. But what are you talking about? What do I have to do? Because you just have to sing along. That's all you have to do. Just show up and sing along. And and David's got it all sorted. And he's just obsessed. You have to do it. I said, okay. And then, and then there was born. That was uh, Silencio was born. That's how that came about. That, that is, that's how we met. That, it, um, that, that scene in Mulholland Drive is, and for many people as well, one of the most powerful moments in in the entire David Lynch um, dis, uh, filmography, I, I think it's it's so haunting, and the fact the fact is a cappella is incredible. And it, I, I think when I first watched that, that made the film for me. And I, I know that film's full of amazing set pieces and amazing scary bits, but it's that moment that's both beautiful and haunting at the same time. It's uh, uh, it's incredible. And I was like, who is this woman? Who is this woman that feels like she's come from space to, to bestow her voice upon the world? It's, oh. Oh, thank you. It's true. That's really kind. Thank you so much. That, that means a lot. That means the world to me. Oh. Uh, I, I'm, I mean, I'm so honored to, well, thank you. I'm honored to be, have, have been in that film. And I think that, it, uh, you know, all together, having, having had the opportunity, it really, and how obviously it's, it's, you know, set me apart in my career. Uh-huh. But I think it was, it was just such a, such an, um, I think uh, an insight on David's part, and especially in, at the time, you know, we did this in the late 90s. I think it was 99, and we were, then it was released 2001, I believe, mm-hmm. or two, right? Um, that He was so uh, uh, 2002, far beyond yeah. His, yeah, before his, before his time when, when it came to putting uh, someone like me and, in, in his film who's singing in Spanish. <laughs> I mean, th- that's a big deal. It really is. You know, yeah. when I first when I did it, I, I was I, you know I was very young and and I had, I I knew the power of that song because it had come to fruition for me. My career mm-hmm. was based on that song yeah. long before I met David. I literally got a record deal, a huge record deal in Nashville, mm-hmm. something that I I worked so hard to get. But this this was this song, and then I got CAA, and I got. Kenny Fritz who was one of the best managers in the business at the time, and and I got the Rogers and Cohen the publicity, and 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 the the top attorney, you know, yeah. the top. I had such a great group from that song. So wow. for me, it was at the time I was already, uh, you know, I, I already knew what that song would do for me. But uh, thinking back in hindsight, I think David also, who's a I have to say, obviously, is such a, a, a big fan of amazing music. Yes. You know, he, he loves music. Little Jimmy Scott and Roy Orbison and, yes. you know, all, all the greats, right? Uh-huh. And uh, so he he recognizes that. But to take it to the next level and allow me to be at the pinnacle of that, um, well, you know, that, that the moment, right? Yeah. Uh, in his most and, loved and, film, the, the film that people love the most of, of David Lynch. Really? Because so, yeah. Well, 
just it's it it, it puts a lot of trust in one person and one one emotion because what I bring to that that uh, scene mm-hmm. is just everything I worked for in my whole life, you know, yeah. and I, and all the, all the, the, the triumphs as well as all the, the pain that I've been through. So I, it's all in the song and you can hear it and you can feel it. And for him to just say, you know what, I'm writing a special part just for this movie mm-hmm. and I'm going to take these people to this level. And they, they, some of people, some people are going to know the song cause they're going to recognize the melody, yeah, yeah. but so many people are not going to know the song but i'm going to reach them in a different way and i'm going to let rebecca do this Mm -hmm. and that's a proud moment for me especially being a latina you know Mm -hmm. and having and that and not very many opportunities for actors latina actresses to 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 shine in a way where it's 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 you know deep and and profound and gorgeous uh, as opposed to like oh she's like you know someone's made or someone's you know, <laughs> you know I mean? like a typical thing yeah <laughs> I, I show up and I, i'm none of those things i'm this beautiful tragic you know shantos and that you know what i mean that yes is yeah resting herself and and basically the I, i'm like that pandora's box it, it mm-hmm. the movie completely changes after me that blue box yeah you go from, yeah you go from wondering what's going on this is a, this is a dream wow how could this be happening and then me and i say no 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 i banda this is not real you know then yeah. right this is mm-hmm. actually a woman who's weeping this is a woman who's so sad and then you see her reality and you realize it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And then how it all happens at that pivotal moment, right? Yeah. So, so, yeah, that was really a proud thing for me. I, I really appreciate what he did. And I think, I think he's did it again in Twin Peaks. He did. Golly. He did. But, but with, 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 with crying, what, what, so, so your, your character on stage effectively dies. When did he give you that, when did he give you that direction to, to, for you well, to collapse? Yeah, you know it's interesting because, um, like I said, you know I had never I'd never been in any film mm-hmm. before. I was I'm a singer, so uh, I I all I did know was that I had seen films that where people were singing and I singing. Yeah. Uh, they were portrayed as singers and they were not singing. I could tell because I'm a singer. Yeah. And when you sing, when you have a vibrato, you can see the muscles in your neck and all that. So I remember when they said, well, you're just going to mouth the words you're going to. And I said, I can't do that. I have to sing along. I have to sing along. And I figured out, <laughs> oh, we'll do this a couple of times and call it a day. Right. Mm-hmm. So. To give you this example, uh, just to set it up, so I, I show up. It's four thirty in the morning. I get a, you know hair and makeup and the whole thing. I'm standing there, and Gino Silva, who I love and bless his heart, he's the one that introduces me yeah. as La Llorona de los Angeles. The he's an amazing yeah. guy. Oh, I love him. Yeah, the Weeper of LA. You know, <laughs> uh, and and that's a story in itself. But he, so he, yeah, it's a great one. So he, <laughs> he introduces me, and then David just, you know, he tells me. I want you to sing. I want you to sing. You know the song, and and then at the at this point in the song, and he tells me, you know, at this point in the song, I just want you to faint, just collapse on the floor. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no mattress, or, and you just literally want me to fall on the floor, David. 
And, you know, that's the first time I've worked with any director. So, <laughs> and let me tell you, he's a nice director. He's so nice. He's yeah. so, he's so kind, you know, very, mm-hmm. very calm and kind and very, very sweet director. Mm-hmm. Just so nice. I really. hear very good things <laughs> from the others. Yeah. No, really. No, so I'm not saying that. I have no reason to say it, but it's that it's true. Yeah. Like yeah. He, he does, he doesn't have these. Uh, moments where he gets angry or I mean I've worked with other directors this guy is just calm oh that's great and so he just tells you he just says so Rebecca uh, I want you to just at this point if you could please he's so nice about it I just want I want you to fall you're just you're sad you're you know you faint you're just you're fainting you're just falling and I said okay okay I'll do it so I'd never done that before so I did it. Pulled it off, yeah. I sang it to where he wanted me to, and I sang along so that you could see the muscles. And then I fell to the ground. Mm-hmm. And then when I, and then after that, the, the you know the track continued, and he just filmed me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, Gino, and I think it was Sissy Spacek's grandson, pulls me. They pull me back into the stage, you know. Mm-hmm. And then drag me. I had to be dragged, you know, be dragged, right? Okay. So I did it once, and and it hurt. <laughs> and then he says, okay, okay, Rebecca, we're going to try this again. And this time, would you do me a favor? Can you, when you, fa- when you fall down, can you close your legs a little bit? Because, yeah. <laughs> okay okay sure sorry about that i just naturally fell so I opened a little you know so i mean if that's what you would do if you fainted of course, you yeah. wouldn't hold your legs together so i and then so i did it again and again and again and again i did it 14 times no way and i closed my legs 13 of those times <laughs> oh no and guess what shot he used? The first one. <laughs> the first one. Because my friends would call me during the trailer portion of when they were just, you know, introducing the, the film and to the to the the audience. The trailers would show me fainting and my friends would call and say, I'm so tired of seeing your panties. <laughs> you... <laughs> I fell for I had bruises up and down my legs. Oh no. Bruises. Black and blue. I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I don't know how to brace myself. No. But I had no idea. I just fell. So but it's anyway, great. yeah. And, yeah. So guess, he took that one, and that's how I got to that. You yeah. know, but it was one shot. But it's it's, it's such a it's such a beautiful moment. Even though your 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 legs are wide open, but <laughs> it is such a beautiful moment. And it, yeah, I think it you'll makes have to film. look at it again. No, I did notice. I did notice. I I was just being polite. (laughs) I did notice. (laughs) Um, But I I don't know if you've ever um, read the YouTube comments under under your your clip of you singing that, by the way, because you should. Have you ever read it? Well, like, usually you should never read the comments. But weirdly, every single comment is 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 very very nice um about your, so everyone's like this is the best thing i've ever heard some people are saying Aww. some people are saying I, I need to learn spanish because of this um Aww. something like like uh, yeah and like music That's has really no language nice. 
yeah, it's oh. it's really positive, and I've never seen that before underneath a, a YouTube video. So it's a real rare thing. Oh, <laughs> oh thank you. It's a beautiful song, and yeah. Roy Orbison, you know, and uh, it was also written by uh, his writing partner, mm-hmm. Joe. Joe. Um, I want to say, uh, you would just correct me, but yeah. it's Joe Mousley or something. I forget right now. It's a shame on me. But yeah, there were two two people who wrote that song, not just Roy. And um, and there was another another person that recorded it as well. Mm-hmm. He did a very very good job, uh, uh, sort of a country folk um, Joe singer. And Joe Melson was the guy. Joe Melson. Hey, I was yeah. I was close. You're very close. Yes. <laughs> and uh yeah fantastic you know and of course roy was f- amazing i didn't ever get to meet him but i was friends with his late wife um oh. uh barbara orbison mm-hmm. and and barbara actually this is very interesting uh before i recorded it i had to get the i had to get the blessing from barbara she owned the publishing and it had never been written in spanish and so you know, it was considered a new recording of it, right? Mm-hmm. So anyone can record a song as long as it's been as, as long as it's been released, but this had never been released. So when we did it for my Nashville album, we reached out to her because she happened to live in Nashville at the time. Oh, okay. Had an office there. She took one listen to it, and I still have this card, and I, I, I honestly keep it. I keep it close as a very treasured, treasured piece uh, of a keepsake for myself. Um, she wrote it on her, you know, Barbara Sin stationery and said, Rebecca, this is the most beautiful song I've ever heard. Oh. It says, and I can, I can send it to you. I'll find it. Yeah, please it do. Says, I agree as says, well. Oh, but I, I was just so thrilled. You imagine Barbara Orbison saying this and she said, it's as if it was written in Spanish first and oh. then translated into English. You can't get any, any higher honor than that. Can you? <laughs> and it's uh, it means so much to me because of my heritage. Now I was born I was born and raised singing country, so and some Spanish. But I I love the Spanish, you know, and yeah. I and I feel like it 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 just evokes so much more emotion, mm-hmm. and especially in this song, it really does prove to, that that a fact that it really does evoke more emotion. And but it puts it puts that you know someone who sings like me or who likes that kind of music it puts us in a different light like look this is a beautiful song you mean you may not understand the words mm-hmm. but it's a beautiful song really you know is. and it, it's, and it's so sad it is it's like, heartbreaking I, I i've i'm so desensitized i watch like um i, I make horror films that's that's what i do oh. besides podcasts so i'm very desensitized but but watching you perform crying in spanish it it almost brings me to tears and I have to like almost stop myself from like, I don't know where it's coming from, but it's coming and I have to stop myself. It's it's Aww. strange um, in, in, in like a, a beautiful way. Um, but then that brings oh, us on to, <laughs> that brings us on to Twin Peaks. Now, the fact, that, the fact that you are in Mulholland Drive in Twin Peaks, does that mean that... And you're playing yourself in both. Does that mean yes. that they are based in the same universe? Mulholland Drive is in the Twin Peaks universe. Oh, absolutely. There's so many times when I was watching the 18 episodes of Twin Peaks Return. Yeah. And I would I would say to my partner and say, 
oh my gosh, that's so Mulholland Drive. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's so I felt like this isn't a continuation of Mulholland Drive. Mm-hmm. He felt, it seems like he filmed this when he was doing Mulholland Drive. This is like that, you know, I was almost hoping to see some of my edited, like the director's cut. It's, it's, I did Silencio. another little scene. Yeah. I did another little scene for Mulholland Drive. Oh. I was looking for it. So what was that? Because, oh, well, it was a setup, which I'm really glad he took out, only because I love it so much better knowing that it just has this effect, you know, where I just stumble out and sing it, faint, they drag me off, and you have no idea what just happened. <laughs> so there's not a setup. There's not a story to be told of why I did that. But the first scene that I did was... <sighs> He had me – this was done in the Tower Theater in downtown um, Los Angeles on Broadway. Okay. And it's in, it's an old theater, and um, it has uh, – it actually – it's haunted, and it has – there was a part of it that was – that it had – there was a fire in the, you know, early 1900s or 1920s or whatever because it was one of those – along that row of, of – of theaters that were like for vaudeville, right? Right. Okay. So uh, they had some kind of horrible fire, and someone died there. So guess where I did my first scene? <laughs> In the haunted theater. <laughs> okay. So of course. <laughs> Very David so Lynch. Had, yes. So they had set up a, a mock um, dressing room, and it was really old and dilapidated, and maybe some curtains. If I can recall correctly, but uh, uh, what I do remember was that there were bottles of liquor that were half empty or empty in front of me to, I guess, to paint a, fo- a, p- a photograph or paint a picture of the paint a picture that says, "Okay, she's a drunk." Okay. <laughs> Which I'm so glad because they're, like I said, would have been a stereotypical thing. Yes. Let's, you know, okay, the Latina or the whatever. Oh, she's either a maid or she's drunk or she's a prostitute or she's somebody's mother. Or she's, you know, can't just be this mysterious, beautiful woman who comes and sings and calls it a day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, that's why I'm saying I'm glad they took it out. So, yes. so anyway, I'm sitting there and I'm basically just like, uh, I'm drunk. And then the, 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 the fellow that takes me out with Gino this name right now but he comes in apparently he was my manager and he grabs me and tells me i have to go on time for me to go up and sing get up woman kind of thing and picks me up and i and i literally just stumble out into the stage which is why when i come out i'm stumbling right (laughs) and it would also explain why you collapse maybe as well Ah. Oh, it's much better. It's much better. I you don't was know. Drunk. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. The mystery's gone now. So. No, I'm sorry. The mystery. Oh no, but it's no. I'm I'm glad sorry it's not. Sorry for you, doll. It's fine. But yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, so no, I'm glad he took it out, aren't mm-hmm. you? Oh, 100 percent glad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, oh yeah. So yeah, in the new Twin Peaks. So the new Twin yes. Peaks, did you film any kind of drunken stuff behind the back of the roundhouse or, mm-hmm. sorry, the um, the roadhouse? So in the new Twin Peaks, I yeah. actually did get drunk before. Ah, okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. That was just no, to get into so character. In the, no. So this is what happened. Um, we, uh, again, my agent calls me up and <laughs> out of nowhere and he says, uh, listen, <clears throat> 
David wants you to come over to the studio. He and John have written this amazing song. Well, it's, it's, it's instrumental. And uh, they want you to come in and, and just hang out for a couple of hours and see what you can do. I'm like, okay, sure. Why not? I'd love to sit down with David and John, right? Mm -hmm. So I show up and they, they play this track for me. And I'm just mesmerized. I love it. And it reminds me of little jo J Jimmy Scott. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, this is so good. And I said, so how, how does the song go? And they said, well, we, yeah, we just have this. And I said, oh, okay. And then David said, well, I started writing this little poem. And um, what do you think about it? And he was just chicken scratch. Just like, <laughs> you know, uh, the, all these different words sort of just laid out in no particular order. And uh, and I I had already come from the school of you know Nashville songwriting, yeah. so we have a certain way of doing it, and it's basically verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Classic, you know. Yeah, um, yeah it's classic. I mean, you don't mess around with that you know formula. So, but luckily for the, a good month before that phone call came in, I was listening to Morrissey. So, oh, okay. So he has country. Inspired. He has a country, uh, like tilt to him sometimes as well. And well his later stuff. I, I think so. But Morrissey is just amazing, and I have a I have a very eclectic um, uh, taste in music. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I listen to all kinds of music, and Morrissey, I just happened to be listening to that month, yeah. and um, and which was a good thing because it really influenced the way I wrote No Stars. So, yeah. um, basically, he. <laughs> so he gave me this little poem he started writing and he did just chicken scratch it. And then I said, okay. And they said, well, I said, well, what would you like me to do? And he said, well, uh, I would like you to write some of this in Spanish and then create a melody. And I said, oh, I can do that. I can do that. I'll take it home. And uh, is, is a week okay? I'll bring back some ideas and then we'll go from there. And, he, and then my agent said, no, 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 no. No, they just want you to do this right now. Oh, my God. And I said, what? Like, right now? He goes, well, do, you, do you have to leave? I said, no, but like now? And then and Brian said, well, you've never let me down before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's the truth. And I said, oh, thanks, Brian. No pressure. Yeah, thank you. Okay. And there's one thing to go in there and sing the song that got you a record deal and a management deal and a CAA deal and know you're going to nail it <laughs> and a whole other thing to go in there and have to create an entire song <laughs> yeah. out of some words that in front make of no david sense. lynch yeah 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 from david lynch but they just make no sense as they're sitting on this paper so i said okay give me give me give me 10 minutes let me i had to go to the kitchen <laughs> just to be alone just let wow. me look at it let me look at it and let me write it in Spanish. Let me see what I can put together. So I took some of those words and I said, okay, I'm going to make this the verse. I'm going to add this. I'm going to make this a chorus. I'm going to do this kind of Morrissey style mm -hmm. and sing it a couple of times just to repeat myself. Yeah. So that's what Morrissey likes to do. And then, okay, then I'm going to make this kind of a bridge. Then I'm going to put the Spanish in here. Okay, I think I've got it, <laughs> you know. And then I said, and then and then I came up with some different melodies in my head. Okay, okay, this I hadn't. I had only heard the track once, but I knew it had kind of a fifties feel to it, mm, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I loved little Jimmy Scott, you know. So I'd been listening to him as well. Um, 
And the thing about little Jimmy Scott is that he had this natural delay in his singing. So he would sing past the measure. Right. Yeah. And yeah, so he was never right on the beat or on the one. He was just kind of, he lingered over that one, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and it worked out this way because when they played the track again a couple of times, I started coming up with this. I'm like, okay. They played it one more time, and I said, all right, I think I figured it out. Just play it and record me, and we'll go from there. (laughs) And because I wasn't sure what was coming next, I hung on to what I was singing until the next next chord. And then I came up with the melody, like, literally on the spot, based on – and that was kind of a little Jimmy Scott thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all these influences ended up being what you hear today. Wow. It was – yeah, the, the fact that I, you know, I was kind of channeling little Jimmy Scott and then I just heard a bunch of Morrissey and then I was forced to do it in such a short yeah. amount of time. Did they give you at least more than one take? They didn't just say, oh, by the way, we were recording that first go. They recorded all of it. Right, but okay. They, but they kept one take. Okay, okay. One, good. yeah. And I, and I remember there was one part... Um, there was one part of the chorus that David asked me, could you sing it a different way? And I, I kid you not, I don't think I've ever told anybody this, but he asked me, could you sing it? And I'm trying to think, what, what part is it? Because sometimes when I'm singing the song, I remember him saying it <laughs> and I kind of chuckle. I chuckle. I chuckle because this is what happened. He said, okay, when you get to this part, is there a way that you could take it to a different level and maybe make it higher or lower or somewhere? Sure, David, I could try that. I could try that. And then we went back to that part. I could not, for the life of me, do it. Oh, no. I couldn't even try. I couldn't even get the I, it just came out the way it wanted to come out, and finally I had to say, David, that is it. The, the, my voice does not want to go anywhere else but there. And and um, I have to remember what part it is, but it, it, I couldn't do it. Oh, I mean, it turned out brilliant anyway. No, I couldn't. Yeah, I'm sure he was happy with the result anyway. Um, well, he had to be because I couldn't change it. Exactly. <laughs> Physically, it wasn't happening. I don't know why. And your performance on screen um, on, on in the new Twin Peaks, obviously, mm-hmm. it is again. It's 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 such a a big moment because there you are. You come out red curtains behind you um, at the Roadhouse, and you're wearing this mm-hmm. black and white chevron dress, which I bet mm-hmm. you everyone would kill to be wearing that on Twin Peaks because it's such a focal point. Oh. Like, oh. whose idea was that for you to wear that dress? Because because everyone, everyone knew that would be the, the image that people remember from that episode. Like, Well, you know what? I, I, uh, I was told when we were, you know, we were told to come to the roadhouse uh, to record mm-hmm. and film, to film that. We were told to show up camera ready, that they weren't going to provide, oh. you know, they weren't going to pay for hair and makeup right. or clothes. <laughs> there was no, there was nothing No, So it was a very, very tight budget. Thank you, Showtime. Yeah. Too bad. <laughs> yeah, too bad. Do your own hair and makeup and pay for it yourself. Figure it out. And, you know, uh, so I, I, I frankly wasn't exactly too happy about that, but... 
it is what it is. But yeah. because of that, because of that, I had to be, um, um, I had to get smart about the money. Mm-hmm. And I went to Macy's because mm-hmm. they told me that they weren't going to provide any clothes for us. Yeah. So I had to show up with, with, with options. So I went to Macy's of all places, mm-hmm. which is not a very expensive place. Yep. And I started to look for different things, and I had a couple things in mind. I almost closed the store down, and as I was walking out, the manager was at the door ready to close the place up. In the corner of my eye, through my peripheral, I saw a tiny little piece of chevron sticking out of a stack of dresses I didn't see. They were wow. just just dresses I would never I would never buy. I saw this tiny little piece of chevron, and I looked, and the manager looked at me. And I go, hold on, hold on, and I grabbed it, and voila, it was that dress. Wow, <laughs> it wow. was that dress, and I said, I'll take it because you know we're closed. I'm I'm buying this right now. <laughs> Open up a register. I don't care what you have to do. This is my dress. Yes, and sure enough, that's the one. I brought a couple other, but as soon as I put that on, they said, absolutely, you're wearing that dress. Wow. And I'm actually auctioning that dress off at the UK uh, Twin Peaks Fest. Oh, perfect. I'm auctioning it off to to benefit the Philip C. DeMars Foundation, which is my um, my late son's foundation um, in honor of, of his life. And we have children with music and art, mm-hmm. um, children and children. Hospitals and in foster care um, group homes, and also for the David Lynch Foundation. Oh, I hope it makes so, tons, tons. Yeah, of I hope so. I hope so. But it's a beautiful dress. It really it's is a beautiful dress, and it really just, <laughs> it just. I mean, the audio, the your singing is amazing anyway. But the the right. the visuals, it just it tra- transcends the, the TV show. It's 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 so good. Um, what did did David give you any kind of direction as to what he wanted you to do on stage? Did he say when you get to this part, drop? Did did he say anything like that? <laughs> Did he say I want you to fall and close your legs? Yeah. yeah. No. Um, basically, <laughs> basically, he just said, uh, "Okay, Rebecca, you're gonna have a band behind you. You know, Moby, don't you?" Yeah. I said, "Yes, I do. Hi, Moby. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, hi, Moby. How are you? You're so sweet." Uh-huh. And uh, he said, "And you know what? Just do what you always do. That's what he said." That's do cool. what you always do. And I said, okay. And basically what I did was I channeled my, I channeled my old, my, my young self mm-hmm. from Mulholland Drive. Yeah. And I pictured Laura Elena Herring, the beautiful, gorgeous Laura Elena Herring. Mm-hmm. And of course, Naomi Watts up in that mezzanine on that, wow. you know, balcony at the tower because the lights are on me. I couldn't see anybody. Yeah. And I just pictured them there crying. And I thought, to myself okay Rebecca one more time let's do this one more time wow. and and let's give them Jorando in a different way yeah. and and you know what I mean and yeah. and it was an opportunity another opportunity that he gave me and he gave everyone who loves Spanish music and everyone who every little girl who, who aspires to be a singer a Spanish girl that likes to be a singer he gave them the opportunity to, to see that yeah that can happen and that actually is, you know, a possibility for you. Mm-hmm. And he allowed me to 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 be that vessel, you know. So he, I did it, I think, twice. Okay. Because the track that that he had was different than the track that I had. Uh, so right. it was the only reason why I had to do it twice. 
Because I didn't know that, oh, that's longer or shorter. There's one that's a minute longer, isn't there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, one minute of that seven minute long song. Yeah. Wow. It's seven minutes. <laughs> it's it's long anyway, yeah. Um, but like what, one thing I actually spoke to uh, Christabel about is how does the Roadhouse get such great bands? It's it's it it's in it's in the middle of nowhere. It's a tiny little club. Why are there these massive bands and these great singers coming to the? Who is the booking agent? Who is the guy that's just like? Yeah, I'd like to know him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's he's managed oh. to pull it off again, and I'd like to think it's the booking agent for Club Silencio as well. It's the same guy. He's just booking the oh, same yeah. acts. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe it's Richard Green. Maybe, oh. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, or maybe it's the blue-haired lady. Um, <laughs> that could be cool. Yeah. Yes, uh, I think. I think that that roadhouse, I think that's part of a, a, maybe that's the White Lodge or something. It, it is so, to me, because of the way it's lit, like it's, yeah. it, it seems like a separate space. It does. It does. Yeah. But yet, but yet it's, it's so connected mm-hmm. and, um, it's almost that I felt the same way when I saw little Jimmy Scott's, um, you know, uh, sycamore trees. Yep, yep. I felt like I was in another a, a, another world, a part of David Lynch's world, like a separate world, uh-huh. you know. Uh, but still, in that world, just set, just. There's definitely something magical it. about the place. Yeah, just. So I think that's what's happening there. That's the light. Mm-hmm. That's the light. Wow. Well, um, that's all we've really got got time for on, on this podcast, Rebecca. But um, it, it's been absolutely incredible speaking to you. And um, yeah, and after this, I'm going to go watch well. watch you, you sing some some more songs again and try not to cry <laughs> if I can. <laughs> but, well, well, good luck! Good luck with your productions and your films. Thank you. Cheers. I'd love and, to see them one day. Yeah, I'll I'll send you some links. Uh, you, uh, yeah. yeah. And I'd love to see them. Let me know if you need a, a really sad song. I was just going to say that. Yeah. I would love you to play I, it I've on been stage. known to write them on the spot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, don't tempt me. I, I will I will get you in on something. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so yeah. much for, for trying me back. And I'm so sorry that we had a Wi-Fi issue, but oh, we are fine. in Italia. Oh, yeah. No, it's been, been great speaking to you. And is there anywhere where people can get in touch with you online? Is there, Do you have any particular social networks you want to point people towards? Or, of course, yeah. yeah. I have my uh, I have a, a website that's actually being built, but it has all my social, you know, yeah. um, icons like the you know, Twitter and the Instagram and <laughs> yeah. Facebook and all that, and and people can sign up uh, to be on my list um, mm-hmm. of when I'm going to be performing. Yeah. You know, so I, I'm out there, but I also like to keep it uh, keep it a little bit on the down low too, just to kind of keep it, you know, a little bit more mysterious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that's in character. That's great. Yeah. So yeah. So thanks once again, Rebecca. Um, Thank and you. Hope to will see I you be soon. seeing you at the fest then? Yeah, I, I will be there. Oh, yeah. I'm so I'll come and it. say okay. hi. I'll do Please it. do. Yeah, and I will. Please I'll, do. I put a bed on the dress as well. Oh, I will. oh fantastic! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. So yeah. Okay. So I'll see you in London and. Yes. Uh, everyone who's listening to this right now um, you can go to the Twin Peaks UK Festival on the 29th and 30th of September in London thanks very much and I'll see you next week 
Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Rebecca. I'll speak to you soon. Silencio. <laughs> Thanks, bye. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye, Rebecca. Bye.